The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Hey everybody, good morning. Welcome to Coastal, I'm Pastor Chris. Uh, great to have you with us this morning, this beautiful, beautiful day here in Charleston. Okay, everybody do me a favor, everybody put down your bagel, put down your snacks, because we're talking about gluttony today, okay? <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a message to talk about here at Coastal. You know, actually, I thought about um, opening up with a video clip of some competitive eating scenes, and uh, seriously, so I, I watched some of that this week, and it was so nasty and disgusting that, you know, you've seen these things, right? You know, they got the, um, you know, the hot dog, the Nathan's one, that's the big, you know, kind of the big national one they put on ESPN, you know, and then there's um, uh, the big Texan, and they got this woman who's like 98 pounds who eats steak like a tiger. I mean, it is... You need to Google this. In fact, you ought to Google, um, in fact, it's an ESPN clip, The Science of Competitive Eating. It will make you throw up. It is so, so, I mean, I was like, I got to find one. And they were, it was so gross and so nasty that I just decided to give them, which I know is rare for me and for Coastal, but I, I, you know, I decided against it. But we're in this series called The Seven Deadly Sins. And uh, what we've been doing is talking about actually how God wants to replace the sin in our lives, these seven deadly sins, and exchange them uh, for positive virtues. And so today we are going to talk about uh, the sin of gluttony and how God's going to replace that in our lives with self-control, self-control. Galatians 5.22, another list in the Bible commonly referred to as the fruit of the Spirit says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what? Self-control. Underline those last two words there. Self-control. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, that, that God, you know, intends that, you know, when he comes to live in our lives, that one of the you know, results of that is that he wants to produce self-control. And the sin that keeps self-control from being in charge is the sin of gluttony. So look in your notes there, find gluttony. We got the list of the seven deadly sins. Uh, you might not have thought about gluttony in this way, but here's a good definition. It is an inordinate desire to consume more than you require. Okay, circle those two words, consume more. That's really what gluttony is about. It's about overconsumption. Now, gluttony is not just about the excessive consumption of food. Uh, biblically, it is, it's, it's more than that. It really is about the overconsumption of anything that could be dangerous in your life. Now, obviously, yes, it involves food, uh, but it's more than food. So today, we're praying that God would exchange this sin of overconsumption, the sin of gluttony uh, that we've all committed. By the way, remember, uh, we, we're all guilty of all seven of these sins, right? We're all sinners uh, in need of a savior. There, today, there is nobody here that, uh, who is without pride, envy, anger, greed, sloth, lust, or gluttony. Again, we're all sinners. Nobody here is better or worse than anyone else. We're all in the same boat, right? Right. But 
We are praying that God would do a work in us, that he would exchange the sin of gluttony with the virtue of self-control. So I wanna talk about how we do that, okay? I got four ways. It follows an acrostic very appropriately. Guess what it spells? Figure it out real quick. What does it spell? Fast, fast. Not hurry, but fasting. We'll talk about that in a moment. The letter F, the letter F, find and admit my area of gluttony. The, word, the letter F stands for find, find, figure it out, pinpoint it, find and admit my area or areas of gluttony. So first of all, you got to identify what they are, and then you got to admit that you got a problem with it, okay, that you want to overcome it. All of us, from time to time, have this desire to consume more than we require. Now, I've listed there several areas where we fall into gluttony. There, there are many, 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 many. I just rattled off a few there. Obviously, food is one, okay? The, the overconsumption of food, especially in our country today, uh, is a huge, huge issue. I mean, I know it well personally, but you know, when you overconsume food, obviously it can lead to all kinds of problems, uh, obesity, heart disease, uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. It can even lead to impotence. I got some of your attention there, finally, didn't I? Yeah, you're like, what? Whoa, wait a second. Um, but there are other areas of overconsumption, and that's what I don't want you to miss today. I mean, and I think for all of us, we've all got our own area where we tend to overconsume more than we require. What about shopping? Shopping, I mean, shopping in and of itself, you know, nothing wrong with things, but it also could be an area of, of gluttony. I mean, we all need things, right? We all need to consume things. We all need a certain amount of clothes. Um, but I think you would agree that it's possible to go too far in that area, right? Drinking, another area. You know, someone may ask, well, how do I know if I have a problem with drinking? It's real simple. Are you getting drunk? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's how you know. I mean, this is not brain science. That's how you know if you are over consuming because being drunk means that you have lost control. And gluttony ultimately is about control. Who or what is in control of your life? There, there's some others there. Uh, entertainment, uh, idle activity. I mean, these are things that can be good. Uh, you need entertainment in your life. You need some, nothing wrong with entertainment. You need some relaxation in your life. But you can sleep too much, can't you? And we'll talk about that uh, soon when we talk about sloth, laziness. But you can also entertain yourself to death. I mean, you're, you're staying up till uh, two, three, four o'clock in the morning watching TV, playing, playing video games, or, or you're just surfing the web knowing you've got a big presentation the next morning. That might be the sin of gluttony. And then I just kind of, there, there's a blank there with the word other. And um, I want you to do something for me today. Like, I want you to think about your own life. I want you to make this very, very practical. What are some areas in your own life where you face the sin of overconsumption, of gluttony, where you consume more than you require? Uh, again, we're all different. You know, what, what is the area of, 
of temptation or struggle for you to overconsume. And, and that area might not be a struggle for somebody else. But if you're gonna make progress in this area, you've got to find it. You've got to identify it. You've gotta you know, identify your particular area so that you can, you know, so that you can make some progress, so that God can do a work in your life. That's the very first step, uh, is to admit it. Uh, Psalm 32.5, it says this, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. He came clean, got it out in the open. I admit it, I didn't cover it up. I said, I will what? I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Now when you do that, what does he say? And you what? What's the word? You what? Forgave. You forgave the guilt of my sin. So, remember we talked about confession weeks ago, where confession is basically agreeing with God. You're saying with, to God, God, I got a problem in this area. And so when you confess that to God, what it does is that it brings his forgiveness into your life. Listen, God doesn't want you to deal with the guilt of sin. Right? I mean, what does Romans 8, 1 say? There's now no condemnation in Christ. In fact, if you try to hide it and you're ashamed of it and feel guilty about it, that's actually gonna hinder God's work in your life. You gotta bring it out into the open, into the light. God, I struggle with this. This is a problem. Remember what uh, Marvin said? You know, the, the, you know, the sin is not the struggle. It, but you've got to admit that. And so that allows God to begin to replace the sin of gluttony, of overconsumption, with the positive virtue of self-control. And would you agree that in our country, we have a tendency to overconsume in everything, don't we? I mean, even think about like resources and the environment and, and everything. We're just all about overconsumption. Well, that takes us to the next step. The letter A stands for ask for God's wisdom before I consume. Ask for God's wisdom before I consume. In other words, do what? What do you think I'm talking about? Pray. Pray before you consume. I mean, so if, if your gluttonous issue is food, pray before you eat. It might be pray before you shop, you know? Um, if it's smoking, Pray before you smoke. If it's drinking, you know, you're getting ready to go out somewhere, pray. You know, right, right before you shop, right before you, you know, go to that place, before you do that thing. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think that if you prayed before you did those things that you just identified, would it make a difference in your life? I think it would. I think if you, you know, if you got a problem with shopping or spending, you know, way more than you can afford and you're going into debt and you're charging everything, I think if you actually thought about it and went to God, you know, beforehand and prayed about it, I got a feeling it'd make an impact. You know, and, and if you, you know, if you actually thought about your prayer before you, you know, ate at, um, uh, you know, Golden Corral or whatever and, you know, and, and had a prayer before your meal and really thought about it, you know, I think it might make a difference. In fact, the Bible talks about how God orders our life when we pray. And that really ultimately is what gluttony is. It's a disorder issue. It's when our desire goes in the wrong direction. And so what prayer does, it kind of, it brings into order our desires. In fact, Jesus gave us an example of how this relates to food. We don't really think about it in this way, but you, know, you see how Jesus would pray you know, before he consumed. Uh, Luke twenty two nineteen. 19, it says, then he, Jesus, 
took a loaf of bread, and when he had thanked God for it, okay, so what's he doing? He's praying. Uh, He broke it into pieces, and he gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, obviously, we focus on the remembrance part because what, what is Jesus instituting here? Okay, communion, the Lord's Supper. But it's interesting that Jesus prayed before he consumed. He brought proper perspective to the food. Um, and and what I'm, the reason I'm using this as an example because this is not a small meal here, by the way. Okay, you know, today we have, you know, a little piece of bread and a little cup of juice and, and we, we think of the Lord's Supper as that, but back in the day, it was a part of a whole feast. You know, in fact, that's what kind of got the Corinthian church in trouble. They were, they were coming together for the feast and uh, it, was, it was kind of becoming a, a gluttonous kind of drunken party, basically, and the Apostle Paul had to get on to them. So this, this whole spread is in front of the disciples here. And Jesus basically says, hey, let's get everything into proper perspective. Let's go to the Lord and give thanks. Because food has a potential to do that, doesn't it? It kind of can skew our perspective a little bit. Um, in fact, I would argue, uh, we're, you know, we're talking about this in our Bod for God book um, that food is, is very, very powerful. You know, if food is bound up with people's emotional and spiritual health, and we often fall into the sin of gluttony because there's something else going on. You know, there might be something about ourselves that we don't like. Um, we often overeat because we're what? Can you think of anything? Depressed, lonely, uh, angry. Uh, sometimes people overshop uh, because of other issues of self-esteem or the inability to deal with anger. And so I guess what I'm getting at is that the point is gluttony, it covers up something else. It, it's covering up another hurt. And until you're aware what gluttony is hiding in your life, you're never gonna be able to deal with the root issue. And so that's why it's important that you, again, find it, identify it, and ask God for help. Because it's a spiritual issue. You know, therefore, it's gotta have a spiritual solution. And so, again, one of the steps toward that is that you pray before you eat. You pray before you shop. And when you do that, it brings things into order. Proverbs 28, 7, it says this. Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son. Okay, discerning. You know, can, you know, understands things, can, got things in proper perspective. But the companion of a glutton shames his father. And so the, the comparison there is between the discerning person and the glutton. And so if you want to move from being in a state of gluttonous to a state of being discerning, you got to pray and you got to ask God for his wisdom before, before we consume. That will allow you to take the third step. Set boundaries. Set the boundaries of your enough zone. Set the boundaries of your enough zone. I'll, I'll talk about the, the, I'll define the enough zone in just a moment. 
But, uh, but setting some boundaries is, is also a key to overcoming the sin of gluttony. Uh, this is where you say, I am only going to spend this much, you know, before I go shopping. I am only going to eat half of what I get at, at this restaurant. You define your boundaries. Uh, you know, it, it, financially, that would be a budget. I'm gonna live within this, these parameters. Proverbs 23, 20, and 21 uh, talks about what happens when we go beyond those healthy boundaries. It says, do not carouse with drunkards. Now, again, the Bible never says there's anything wrong with having a drink, but it says it's very wrong to have too many, too much. Um, again, it's, th- it's this idea of, of control. When, you know, based on what you've consumed, what you've put in your body, when is the Holy Spirit, when does he not have the ability to be in complete control? because of what you put in your body. When you've crossed that line, you have, you have entered into a sin. So you wanna build an enough zone where you say, I'm not going to consume you know, too much. I'm only gonna have you know, one glass of wine at dinner, you know, instead of ordering the whole bottle up front, right? Um, and then it says, or feast with gluttons. How many of you have ever said, I wish I hadn't taken that last bite? Um, so we gotta define what is enough. You know, what is too much? And then it says, for they are on their way to poverty. That's true. And too much sleep, again, idle activity, clothes them in rags. In other words, they'll be poor as well because they won't be able to keep a job. And so you gotta define, you know, how much is too much for you? You know I mean? <laughs> You know, I think there is like this push in our country to kind of, you know, scale back a little bit and declutter and, um, you know, to live on less. And that's a good thing. But I think it's a reaction to this gluttony that we see in, in, in our country. Now, there's nothing wrong, again, with wanting, you know, to achieve and to succeed. But there is something wrong when our desire for consumption consumes us. And it has... It has consequences we see right here. Here's what an enough zone is. My enough zone is my predetermined limits to control consumption. My predetermined limits. Practically, this might be, you know, again, you know, one portion of food before you go back for seconds. It might mean you wait 10 minutes until you go back and get seconds just to see if you're actually hungry or you drink a a big glass of water uh, before you know, just to see if you're full. It might, it might mean that you set a number on the limit, uh, the, uh, limit on the number of drinks that you have. Uh, it might mean you set a, a limit on the amount of money you're gonna spend. You decide you're not gonna use your, your credit cards. You decide you're gonna, you know, not buy a, a fifth gaming system, you know? Um, uh, whatever it might be. It, it's a practical checkpoint that you put in your life so that you could ask yourself, hey, what's enough for me? What's enough for our family? And again, that might be different for different people, but you've got to define it. You've got to think about it on the front end, before you shop, before you go out to eat, before you take a drink, before those, you know, there's nothing wrong with with having, you know, a little bit of ice cream. You know, there's nothing, you know, was it moderation in all things? There's nothing wrong with with buying a a new pair of shoes on sale. There's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine for dinner. All those things are, you know, 
in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with them. As long as you can handle having one drink. As long as you can, you know, as long as you're not going deeper and deeper into debt to buy that new pair of shoes. And buying them for you means that it's meeting some other deeper need in your life. As long as you can stop with that, you know, small bit of ice cream. And you don't have to eat the entire half gallon in one sitting. So you set checks and balances so you don't overconsume. Because there, there are consequences when we do that. You know, once you really begin to think about gluttony, you realize that ultimately it is a spiritual problem. And so it requires a spiritual solution. And uh, finally, that takes us uh, to the last step, the next step, the letter T. The letter T. Take the fasting challenge. Take the fasting challenge. Well, uh, your outline, your cross expels the word fast. And so uh, I want to challenge you today. Take the fasting challenge. Fasting is ultimately the spiritual solution for the spiritual problem of overconsumption. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of fasting before. Maybe uh, you've got some preconceived notions and thoughts about it. Um, there are all kinds of different ways that you can fast and uh, different things that you can fast. Uh, traditionally, uh, Christians have engaged in a fast during the period of Ash Wednesday uh, to Easter Sunday. What, what do people call that? Okay, Lent. And uh, there might be some of you already participating uh, in a Lenten fast. You know, you say, hey, I'm giving up, you know, X for Lent. Now, honestly, I don't think the dates or the names that we attach to it really aren't that important. But I think there is something to be said about setting aside a period of time in a Christian's life uh, where you say you're going to give up something. And when the thought or the idea of whatever that thing is that you're giving up comes up in your mind, it's, it's almost like as a, as a check in your life to go to God into prayer and to focus on him. And, uh, you know, a month is a, is a good period of time. So whatever area your, your area of gluttony is, again, whether it's uh, overeating or over shopping or overindulgence in whatever area that is for you, fasting is a way for you to kind of hand control over to God in that area of your life. Because gluttony represents, it demonstrates that we have a lack of self-control. And so when you hand it over to God, he in return gives you the self-control that you need. It's a, it's a godly self-control. Ultimately, the solution to gluttony uh, is not dieting. Uh, it's fasting. It's self-control. In fact, Jesus said that from time to time, uh, we should set aside areas of our life, periods of our life, where we fast, where we give up something. Look at your notes, Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Uh, Jesus here is talking about fasting. And he said, and when you fast, now what's, what's interesting there? What did he say? And what? When. In other words, not what. What's the other word he could have used? If. Okay, so he's, again, he understood, basically was saying that fasting should become a regular part of a Christian's lifestyle. Um, and when you fast, 
Don't, now this is important. This is what Jesus said, right? Don't make it obvious as hypocrites do who try to look pale and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I assure you, this is the only reward they will ever get. So if you're participating in a Lenten fast, listen, stop bragging about it on Facebook. I am giving up X for my Lenten fast. You know, we're not gonna give you a t-shirt that says, I'm fasting. Um, that's not the way to go about this. It. It's supposed to be a little bit more, a little bit more private than that. You know, I love that idea. You know, don't, don't act like you're, you know, disheveled. I, I love that. Uh, don't look pale. I'm fasting, you know, it's so terrible. I, I have to give up chocolate, you know, whatever. Um, and then he goes on to say, when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face. Then no one will suspect that you're fasting except your father who knows what you do in secret. And your father who knows all secrets will what? What's the last two words? He will reward you. Let me tell you, at the end of, uh, of every fast, you know, there, in, in, there have been periods of time in my own life where you know, I've decided to give up something for a period of time and, and it could be different things at different points. Um, God has always rewarded me. Many times, I'll just come out of that fast feeling that I am closer to God than I was before. And, and it's hard to explain, but at the very least, I know that whatever issue it was that I was struggling with or I needed clarity on, I always felt like at the end of it, God gave me wisdom about whatever decision it was I needed to make or maybe I had already made. And I just need to think it through or prepare or, you know, going into some, you know, special time here at our church. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't really know how God will reward you. But I know that he will. Because Jesus said it. Jesus promised it. And so when you fast, God will reward you. So here's what we're going to do. I want to invite uh, or challenge or uh, another way to say it would be encourage, encourage you, encourage our entire church to participate in, we're just going to call it an Easter fast for the month, you know, leading up to Easter. Now, just think of what it might look like if every person in our church participated in this Easter fast, that for, you know, for one month leading up to Easter, we all gave over control. We all picked something in our life where we have an area of temptation to overconsume, and we gave that over to God. How much closer we'd all be to God. You know, how, how awesome it would be what what God might do in your life and how it could be really, really a powerful time of spiritual growth. Now again, some of you are already participating in a Lenten fast and so I would just say, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, keep doing it. Now let me define our Easter fast, here it goes. Again, our Easter fast is simply giving up something specific for the month 
leading up to Easter. And again, I don't want you to get caught up in the, you know, the start date or even maybe necessarily the finish date or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, in general, between now and Easter Sunday, we are going to fast. And again, if you can't start immediately, that is absolutely okay. I know I'm kind of throwing this at you here on Sunday morning because some of you might literally need some time to prepare. and That's completely okay. But some of you already know in your mind because there is an area in your life that you, you know, that you struggle with. So what should you give up? Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Well, that goes back to the list that we made earlier. Remember, I wanted you to put a mental check by whatever area it is that you struggle with, whether it's food or shopping or drinking or smoking or idle activities or entertainment. You know, maybe you could take something from that list and somehow fast from it. And again, if your issue is food, I'm not telling you to starve yourself from now until Easter, okay? But maybe you could fast from caffeine or sugar, or sodas, or dessert, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the issue is for you. If your issue is smoking, maybe you're going to fast from smoking. If your issue, uh, again, any other area that God might bring to mind. In fact, I think what's going to be really exciting is just to see all of the different ways that God speaks to all the different people here at our church about the things that you should fast from. Now, again, don't make a big deal about this. You know, don't brag about it in your small group this week. You know, don't publicize it on Facebook for everyone to see and to hear what you're doing. But, but, if you feel comfortable doing so, here's what I want you to do today. Or maybe even today or in the days ahead. This morning, if you're ready, just write down on your Connect card. Number one, if you're going to participate. If you're gonna, if you'd like to participate in this fast, this is just between you and me and, and, and our prayer team. That's what I'm saying, is that our prayer team would love to pray with you and for you. That's a very private thing, okay? Um, but again, maybe, and if, you, if you're gonna participate, just say, you know, I'm going to participate or I'm in or something like that. Um, and if you already know what you're gonna fast, write that down, Okay? Now, you might need a few days to decide, so just shoot me back an email, and uh, we'd love to add you onto that list so our prayer team could be praying for you. I think, I really do believe, especially as we're gearing up for God to do some amazing things here at this church, I think this is important. And I think it might be one of the best spiritual exercises that you've ever participated. Do you know that it's in Matthew and in Mark that there's this passage where the disciples uh, actually are having a hard time uh, casting out uh, some demons from this, this uh, possessed person. And uh, they're like, they go to Jesus, like, you know, and they thought they you know, had received all this power from Jesus, and he sends them out. And they're like, Jesus, like, hey, you know, we, we had all this great success, but, but not here. What's the deal? And some translations of that particular passage, it's in Mark and in Matthew, say, Jesus says that there are some, you know, some issues, some things that can only be dealt with, with what? You know what he says? Prayer and fasting. And I guess, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I think what he's trying to say is that there's some strongholds in your life and in our life that you're really not gonna be able to overcome unless it's through prayer and fasting. Listen, you're struggling today 
with pornography. That is such a deeply spiritual issue that I don't think you're going to have any victory in that area until you pray and fast. Pray and fast. So, again, whether you've done this one time before or you've done it a dozen times or more before, man, let's do this together as a church. Before... Before we uh, open up our doors of our new facility and tell the entire world to come and see. Let's ask God to break the cycle of gluttony in our lives and replace it with this commitment to serve him and to glorify him in everything that we do. Man, this next verse, this last verse, just so speaks to that and really to to the answer you know, of gluttony. 1 Corinthians 10.31, listen to this. And you've, you've, you've used this verse before. We've, we've, I'm sure you've read this. And, but think about it in terms of how we as a people and individuals or as a nation just overconsume. Listen to what he says, though. Whatever you eat or drink or what? Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Do it all to the glory of God. Listen, gluttony is trying to fill a vacuum, a a spiritual vacuum with a physical remedy. Gluttony is trying to fill a spiritual vacuum with a physical remedy. And so you're never gonna solve a spiritual problem with anything only physical. You see, ultimately, our deepest needs are not gonna be met through food, through shopping, through shoes, through a new home, through a better car. They're only gonna be met through a relationship with God. And so if you're trying to meet those deeper needs that you have through something physical, it's never gonna work. Your deepest need is to be closer to God and have a deep relationship with him. And so the Easter fast is not a, you know, a, a spiritual trick. You know, it's not the end all, but it'll help you to do that. It will accelerate your spiritual growth. It, it's, a, it's a Christian discipline that's been practiced for hundreds of years, and it's been proven that God will reward those who do it. So if you're already on a journey with God, I think it'll help you take you to another level. But maybe today your issue is you need to start a relationship with God. In fact, you know right here and right now you don't have a connection with him. But you're ready to do that today. You, you, you know in your heart and your mind that you're struggling with that sin in your life. Listen, the only way to deal with it is through Jesus. To allow Jesus to be your savior. And if you're ready to start this journey, I wanna give you a chance to say yes to Jesus. Or if you're already on this journey and you know in your heart you have given over to the sin of overconsumption and you've lost control in this area of your life. Let's pray today that you could give God control. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. 
For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.